Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Richard Silver with us today, and I've heard he's like solid gold, baby. Welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Today, actually, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and you are in Toronto, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. Actually, that's my old hometown, and I love that city. It's like one of those super cities. The best description I heard was uh, New York City if it was built by the Swiss. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's better. It's it's clean. It's safe. Um, and I'm in an area that's called Cabbage Town, which uh, you probably know of. It's which yes. is probably the oldest uh, and largest group of Victorian homes in North America. So oh, brilliant! Uh, I'm in a cottage right now that was built in 1870 and then totally, totally renovated in 2013. So. Hey, folks, realtors can't help it. He has to do this. It's like a compulsion. It's in his (laughs) DNA. So you're actually doing an open house, which is brilliant. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Just something about Toronto, an interesting fact. There was this old TV show called Cagney and Lacey. I remember it well. And when they would shoot some of their episodes or their movie or whatever, they would come to Toronto because it's cheaper than uh, New York to film. And so the crew came in at night and they... It didn't look like New York, not dirty enough. So they littered it up a bit. And so they came to do the shoot five in the morning and the cleanup crew in Toronto, the (laughs) city workers had cleaned it up. And it was like, what the hell? This doesn't look like New York. Totally hilarious. Imagine the the very popular show Suits as well over the past few years was shot here. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Suits was shot here. Meghan Markle, uh, you know, the uh, new royal family member is, uh, yeah, did a lot of work here. Lived here for years. Yeah. So how long have you been a realtor, Richard? I think I'm coming up to my 43rd year. So you finally started to get good at it. Yeah, I started, I finally (laughs) started to get good at it. Moses helped me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) Were you on his staff? No, he had a staff. Never mind. Uh, So here's an old joke about Moses. You know, uh, not many people know this, that they wandered the desert for 40 years and everybody was allowed into the promised land except Moses. And mm-hmm. people think it was actually God told him not to come, but that's not the case. But on good authority, his wife told him as they left Egypt, honey, ask for directions. And he refused <laughs> to do that for 40 years. And that way she said, okay, that's it. You're not coming here. Get out. Yeah, get out. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank God. You know, sadly, there was no ways at the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> a warning, Pharaoh up ahead. Slow <laughs> down. Army so, behind. Uh, do you have a team? I do. I, I, I don't really have a team as such. I have a partner. And we have three people who work with us. So in other words, I am probably the lead, but I look after certain things. He looks after other things. I look after uh, the marketing, the technology, and he is uh, more of an, an, he's, he's a bit better at administrating than I am. He, he nice. can have, when, when, when one of our team members says the dog ate my homework, he can deal with that better than I can. 
do you think that's still a thing that kids use? Dog ate my homework. Oh, <laughs> oh it was a virus. Russian hackers. Russian yeah, hackers yeah, Russian got hackers. my no, science yeah, my homework. <laughs> I know. They so, got in. They uh, got do you know, happen to know how many realtors in Canada right now? There's more than uh, two. There are, there are over a million realtors in Canada. There's over 100,000. Oh, maybe not a million. There's over 100,000 on Ontario. I know that. There's about 62,000 wow. who are members of the Toronto Real Estate Board. Did not know that. So if there's like uh, 100,000 in uh, Ontario, you can maybe triple that to get a safe bet, I guess, for the country. Yeah. yeah. So three, 300,000, 400,000 realtors. Yeah. Yeah, I think the States is over a million, is it? I, I'm pretty sure it's over a million in the States. I would think so, yeah. It's like uh, you go to a networking event, throw a stone, you can hit four of them. Yeah, and uh, And so one of the things that uh, ends up happening is how do you distinguish yourself in a sea of realtors? And when you say, you know, things that one might say about your customer service and all the other stuff, all the realtors say the same thing and some of them actually mean it. And some of them don't. So how do you show up in the landscape and how do you uh, establish your brand and maintain it? Well, so I, I really focus on the international, not necessarily just working with international clients, but making international connections. So I've spent a lot of time going to events, uh, conferences around the world. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was in, I was in Buffalo. Uh, next week, I'm in Austin, Texas. Uh, two weeks after that, I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And um, every place I go, I meet the agents, I talk to them, I ask them if they have clients looking in Toronto, or if I may have clients looking in their neighborhood. And nice. so I've spent a lot of time doing all that. I'm also a part of two networking groups. One of them <clears throat> is, is Interbrand. It's, it's within the Sotheby's network, because I work for Sotheby's International Realty Canada, and so that is 60 or 70 realtors uh, in Canada and the United States. And anytime we have a client who needs to be serviced in their feeding feed, feed area, we just make sure that, that they're given the best service, they're given the best agent to work with. And so I, that's the way I, I, I set myself up. But I also... Um, you know, I've, I've also, I also have access to uh, other major groups. I, I'm one of the people who goes to Inman, which is the tech and real estate conference. Um, mm-hmm. so I have a, a vast, a vast network. <clears throat> and it's not just in Toronto, but it's outside of Toronto as well. So, All right. Brilliant. So uh, a couple of things come up there. Uh, number one, how did you hoodwink your partner saying, no, no, you do admin. I'll do the hard stuff and travel to exotic places. <laughs> you know what? It's just different people. First of all, he, he, he was married until recently, has a young son. And he's also, um, he's, you know, I, I think the good thing about having a partner who's not like you is that they have certain strengths. His strengths oh, yeah. are very much, he's, he, he can look at something and he can tell you the percentages and he can tell you the square footage and the price per square foot off the top of his head. And I'm the guy who stands there and says, look at this kitchen, look at this yep. bath, look at this living room. I'm, <laughs> that's my thing. So I'm, I'm a little bit more, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more social. He, he's much more in, intense and he's more about, about figures and contracts. Very analytical. Yeah. Yeah. He's more analytical. It's like, you know, recently I've taken up baking and, uh, and it's, and it's interesting how 
different people um, and you'll talk to different people and you say, okay, are you a cook or are you a baker? Because cooks and bakers are different things. They, uh, a yeah. cook, you know, wants to freelance a lot and throw in whatever they think is going to work. Whereas a baker, you have to be pretty strict. And because if you're not, it's not going to work out. What's, uh, what would drive me crazy with my wife is, you know, I'm all for cooks being creative. But make the recipe first so we get like a baseline. She would actually yeah. adapt it before she made it the first time. Man, exactly. And this. then you wonder, yeah, and, and if it works, great. But if it doesn't work, mm. yeah. So here's the second one. Yeah. So first, a joke. Uh, what's the yeah. difference between Americans and Canadians? Here's the answer. When you ask an American, who are you? They go, I'm an American. When you ask Canadians, who are you? We go, we're not Americans. Uh, <laughs> when you meet realtors from the US and Mexico yeah. and other places, how is the vibe different? Like, is the vibe different or are realtors oh, realtors or do they have it, a different vibe in different countries? It is. It is. I mean, I, the conference I went in, went to yesterday, the first thing they did is it was in Buffalo. The first thing they did is they swore allegiance to the flag. Well, chances are you'd be lucky if you went to a conference in Canada and they actually sang, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Not, we're not as uh, nationalistic as the U.S. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whenever somebody comes from the U.S. to teach in Canada, and because I'm sometimes I'm on the same stage with them, I'll say one thing you have to know is Canadians talk a little bit slower. Um, so you know, and and they're and they're not into a raw raw sort of presentation. So you know, keep it a little calmer, and you'll be fine. Because sometimes they come on and they're like. Zoom, 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 zoom. And I'm Tony Robbins, baby. Yeah, I'm Tony. Uh, yeah. And I, and I go, oh, oh. You Canadians could be Americans. Just think of that. Yeah. That should be what yeah. you aspire to. Yeah. And how are the folks in like Mexico different? You know, in Mexico, um, well, I have to tell you that a lot of the realtors in Mexico are expats. They're either expats from Canada or expats from the U.S. Um, but there are some who are, you know, born and raised in Mexico. They're really great. I mean, you know, there are some who are obviously not good. They don't have the same rules and regulations that we do in the U.S. I think to um, they don't have um, they don't have licensing guidelines. What they do is um, to allow you access to the MLS, you have to have a certain amount of of work done, like like studies and stuff. But it's not like in Canada where you go for your licensing and the same thing in the U.S. It's not like that. So it's it's a it's a bit of a hodgepodge. You've got some people who are very good, very talented. I just I recently bought in Mexico, and the agent I was working with he he's an American, but he works for a, a firm in Mexico owned by a Mexican family. He was wonderful and couldn't couldn't have provided better service. So what are the percentages different? I know in the states there's lots of pressure with online yeah. brokerages, uh, but you know six percent is kind of fair. Maybe it goes down to five or four, maybe for yeah. an agent. In Mexico, it's eight percent. And are they pretty firm about that? Um, you know what? I, I I don't even know. I I've just been on that one side, which is on the buy side, and so it wasn't really. You know, it, but that seems to be what they would call the going rate in Mexico is is a higher amount. Uh, but usually um, it's longer to sell. Also, the, the real different thing about Mexico is when you buy in Mexico, you buy all the furniture, you buy all the cutlery. Everything. So it's like all done? 
Yeah. Whether you like it or not, like we bought our place and we've spent the past three months renovating it. And then at the end of this month, I'll be there for a week just going with my declutter and downsize person to get rid of a lot of stuff that we wouldn't use and add things that we would use. So, What's kind of interesting is, uh, dear listeners, if you happen to buy a home in Argentina, they'll leave everything there except the light bulbs. Yeah. Culturally, they'll remove all the light bulbs. It's like a dollar. Why are you doing this? But it's, you need to take light bulbs when you go into yeah. a new place. Well, it's, it's funny because I, I, for one point, lived in Quebec. And yes. in Quebec, uh, you move on one day and everybody moves on that day. So it's like July the 1st and the whole world turns upside down on the moving day and everybody has to move on that day. And when you move, even if you're renting, if you're renting, you usually take the fridge and the stove and the dishwasher, the washer dryer with you. And so that person has to bring new appliances. It's kind of interesting how culture trumps common sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fascinating. That's also one of the things that I did. I was very involved with the National Association of Realtors and Toronto Real Estate Board and Ontario Real Estate Association. And one of the things is I I took my CIPS course, which is the Certified International Property Specialist. Mm -hmm. And it's really a fascinating course because it's a five-day course and every day you're on a different continent and you talk about the different ways property is sold and bought and the different mores and, you know, what to say, what not to say, what questions to ask, what questions not to ask. It's fascinating. Brilliant. Actually, it kind of reminds me of this woman that I had met. She ended up getting a brain tumor and incurable. And in a conversation with her oncologist, she found out that the National Institute of Cancer in the US, only 4% of the funds go for pediatric cancers. So she decided to raise money for that cause. And when I met her, she had raised $850,000 so far, but she was doing this one race coming up. And the race was seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. So- Day one, Antarctica, day two, Argentina, day three, yeah. Miami. And then they went to like uh, Europe and then went around and I, you had to recoup on the plane. Uh, and it was just like, wow, with a brain tumor, you're doing this to raise money for a worthy cause and amazing. Uh, breathtaking. Sounds like the amazing race, uh, you know, cancer version. Yeah, definitely. So as new realtors come into the space, what are three pieces of advice you'd give new realtors to just feel comfortable and provide the level of service they should? You know what? I would just um, tell them to put their heads down in the office. Don't watch what anybody else is doing. Just listen, learn, and communicate. You know, when I first started in the business, you communicate. You have two options. You spoke to somebody face-to-face. You called them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Now you've got texts, messages, You've got emails, you've got... Um, what we're what's doing, that? Zoom. We're doing Zoom. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you've got so many options. But I think you have to find out what is the comfort level with your client as to how they want to be communicated. And that's one of the most important things. And then just provide more service than they are even expecting. And I think that is really a, a big one. Provide better service. Brilliant. And what's kind of really interesting is this, is that uh, most people don't freaking do that. It's like, ask the person. If you're in a relationship, ask your significant other, what makes you feel loved? Because it turns out what you think they need often is not what they're looking for. Yeah. No, Umar, bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't want to do that. Yes. You look (laughs) wonderful in those jeans. You look so great. 
No, tell me how I really feel. How you really no, feel. Danger. Do not go there. I, yeah, no, as a comedian, there. basically, you know, do these jeans make me look fat? No, honey. It's your butt. <laughs> not <laughs> a good thing to say. So three questions before we part company. Yeah. Number one, what makes you happy? You know, seeing wonderful product, like the house I'm in right now, um, the only thing that's original to the house is the facade inside the house has been so lovingly done and so thoughtful that mm. that really makes me happy. That gets me energized. And, you know, if, if, if somebody wanted to see it at three o'clock in the morning, I would be here to see it at three o'clock in the morning to show it to them. The other thing is when people, you know, give you feedback that's positive, even when people give you feedback that's negative, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'd rather have negative feedback so I can at least attack that, you know, in some way. And like, oftentimes, you know, they're pointing out something that's lacking in your service that you may not even think about. Uh, we all, I often, yeah, I went, I went and did a survey once with one of the survey companies. Um, and I sent it out to all my clients. And I wanted to get a sense of whether they were happy or not with our service. And it turns out that they loved our service. But as soon as the agreement of purchase and sale went forward for closing to the lawyers and we sort of backed off. They were not happy that we backed off. I mean, it, in Ontario, because we are a legal uh, closing state, you're directed to basically back off, let the lawyers deal with the rest of the any issues that come up, etc. They felt that we were sort of leaving them. So we changed a lot of that so that we're there with you. them. Yeah. But, it, you know, oftentimes bad, you know, bad press makes you do good things. Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, when we actually uh, stop recording, which we'll do at the yep. end of this interview, one of the questions I'm going to ask you is what we could have done better. Because, uh, and sometimes you're going to say stuff that's going to be like, uh, Umar, you should have sent me a gift in the mail before or whatever. <laughs> and it's like not so useful. But yeah. uh, oftentimes we get stuff that actually makes us better. And one of the nice things is the very next interview I do, I can incorporate the feedback. Yeah, and, exactly. exactly. And we never get perfect. Question number two. Yeah. What is a mind hack or a trick that you use to be uh, more productive, more efficient, happier, sexier? What would you like to share with the world? Oh, the sexier is hard when you're. I'm like I'm. I'm. I just turned <laughs> seventy-three, so the sexy part is pretty, pretty tough to do. Um, you know, I'm very, very lucky in that uh, my parents. Uh, both lived to a very good age. They were not, my mother was not terribly healthy, but I think my genes are very strong. I get up in the morning and I love work and I love going to work and um, accomplishing things. You know, I, I think we all have in the back of our, our minds a list of things that we need to accomplish. And yes. the more you get done, the better you feel about yourself. So, I mean, there's, Absolutely. Always, there's always more things we could do, but, um, you know, until, until I'm cloned, um, I don't think I will. Oh be God, please don't let this happen. No. <laughs> this would be, this is the book of revelations. Uh, no, we don't yeah. want that. So item number three, what's a question I should have asked you that I did not. Oh, um, you know, I thought, I think it was pretty good. You asked me a lot of stuff. I mean, there's, a I'm sorry if you're hearing a plane in the background, it's a plane flying over. Um, question you asked me if, um, you know, I guess what are my plans for the future? How do I see myself? You know, what's, What's going to happen? Will I retire or just grow listless? Well, I got a feeling you are going to actually be working till you drop. And it may not be in real estate. It might be doing a social cause. But I think that's a, the advice to listeners from me is yeah. do not retire unless you have something significant to do 
once you leave your career. If you do that, A, you'll be not very useful to society, but more importantly, you will die. So don't do that. Exactly. It's, it's so true. I, I, you know, I had a very, I had a wonderful uh, great uncle who worked until he was about 85. And he finally, everybody said, oh, retire, retire, retire. He retired and he died two weeks later of a heart attack. My dad's 91 and yeah. uh, he's convinced. He still works. He's convinced, yeah. yeah. Actually, he loves what he does. It's a kind of highly yeah. technical space. Yeah. And he's convinced. All my friends that retired, game over. I'm not doing it because I love what yeah. I do and I love my family. So uh, good I, for him. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think you, what you have to do is you have to keep engaged. You know, yes. a lot of people, they disengage and sort of life starts happening to them rather than them creating what it is they want. And I think that's a, that's a real problem as you, as you retire. You've you got to keep engaged. You have to set yourself an agenda of accomplishments and you have to keep busy. And, you know, the, the nice thing about real estate is it's one of those jobs, especially now after COVID, uh, we've had the experience where people can work remotely. And, and it's acceptable to work remotely, uh, just the way we are right now doing a Zoom. We don't have to be face-to-face. I could, I could sell you this house remotely. So, it, you know, if you want to go and spend your winters someplace nice and warm, you go ahead. What I plan on doing, but I will be working every day remotely. Love it. Richard, thank you so much for being on the program. Enjoyed the conversation much. and looking forward to hear more about your adventures. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, every day is an adventure, isn't it? Thank God. Yeah. Thanks again. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 